Between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to do, one less thing to worry about, and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese, they want pizza, and someone is craving Froyo, there's something for everyone on DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you food you're craving right now, right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery. Just open the DoorDash app, select your local favorite restaurants, and your food will be left at your door. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BIRDS. That's $5 off your order and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BIRDS. Don't forget that's code BIRDS for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren, weather in any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia, Bo Sheila and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some birds with friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some birds with friends. Boshiel and Zach coming at you with steps and things, flapping their wings on. Birds you think Jack Del Rio's not going to go to the bar and get a drink and then come back and, and you know run his I TV and give me a break? I, I can't speak what Jack Del Rio's going to do. <laughs> but, but, but what I can tell you is, Marissa, is that. let's let's make that the drop. Right <laughs> yeah. But uh, what I can't tell you is hello everybody and welcome to a friday late morning edition of birds with friends as we prepare to preview the week two game against the los angeles rams the fighting mcveighs shield zach marissa how's everybody doing i'm doing well excited for the you pod. think you, you think on uh on Sunday night, Jack Del Rio was somewhere with his friends reading Bo Wolf tweets after he just <laughs> probably after he, ju- after he just took it to the Eagles like that. I mean, he's very online. I'm I'm sure that he's aware. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely possible. He, he was like, look at look at this. Look, I don't know what this guy's talking about. Look at these nonsense tweets he puts out here. These threads. Look at these likes Bo's got. Can you believe look this at, guy? Look at how well we're doing as a country. There's no pandemic this we're we've basically finished the season this is all going great we're about 30 that seconds into the long. podcast right now yeah, right that, uh, <laughs> yeah well all, all right. right uh marissa how are you i'm doing great how are you <laughs> i'm doing very well uh all right so we've got uh, plenty to get to on the show today we will open with our our news segment our bird on the street we'll get into a little crow thine enemy about the fighting mcveigh's shields boys and uh, then we will do our owl, you know, draft. And then if we've got some time at the end, we've got some questions to get to. Uh, Zach, you wanted to you wanted to fill Sheil in. We had a bit of a, a bit of a spicy uh, press conference with Doug just now. Oh, I missed this. Well, spicy is uh, that's an interesting adjective. I I liked it. I thought it was <laughs> it was entertaining. It's it's what you want with the coach, a back and forth. Uh, Sheil, why do you think Washington blitzed so much? And so well, uh, 
I, I mean, the Eagles couldn't protect, and they had uh, young people starting on the offensive oh, line, and uh, it was very easy to yeah. confuse them. Shield. How dare you? Let me ask nothing you to do with the offensive line. Let me line. ask you Shield. something, Shield. Do you think, yeah. why do you assume that when teams <laughs> blitz, it's because of the offensive line? Why do you make that assumption? But, but, by the way, this has to be a segment. I won't watch the Friday press conference, and you pick out like the three to five best questions, and I will be uh, Doug Peterson, and I will be the truth teller. Uh, what was the question? Why? So I will tell you. I asked the question, <laughs> and I said I was very precise in my wording, yes. and I read it, and I listened back, and I was I, what I said was what I meant, and I said you know oh, Washington Washington had a lot of success against you guys blitzing last week. Uh, and I think there's and there's an obvious leap that maybe that was connected to you having an inexperienced offensive line. And then, you know, it's do you think that uh, the Rams are going to follow suit, even though they didn't blitz a lot last week? Uh, what do you expect? And and Doug bristled and, and said, well, why do you assume that it was the offensive line? And I said, I didn't say that it was the offensive line, but I said that's that's the leap that people make. Now, you can tell me it was the uh, the running backs and the quarterback. And so he said, yeah, I mean, everybody shares a part. Which is fair. I thought I actually thought it was a good exchange, and it was, it was a great exchange. Um, and it was it was true because you look back at those sacks, and they are not all on the offensive line. There right. were a bunch of them that were on uh, Corey Clement or Boston Scott or Carson Wentz holding the ball too long or not setting the right protection. So that's true. Um, but it was a good, you know. I think I think uh, it tells you that at the end of the week. Doug is pretty tired about hearing about this offensive line and getting all these questions about is Nate Herbig really going to start at right guard for you? And, you know, it's it, this is obviously the focus of the team right now. Well, that that's true. And I, I would say, uh, you know, I, I bet I'm guessing, like you said, where he's coming from is that it wasn't all on the offensive line. Boston, Boston right. Scott screws something up. Carson Wentz holds the ball. Carson Wentz, you know, doesn't uh, throw the ball away on the screen pass. And I guess he does have a point that, you know, we only have one, a one game sample of what Jack Del Rio is going to do. So we could look back in, uh, in 16 games and that could be the least they've blitzed all, uh, all season long. Now, I don't think that I do I think that, that yeah. when you saw how, when you saw the state of the Eagles offensive line, if I were a defensive coordinator, I'd say, let's throw some stuff their way. That's going to confuse them because it doesn't seem to be that hard to do. And they're not really adjusting and they're not calling a quick passing game. And Carson Wentz is holding, Holding on to the ball and they're running uh, play action the, these deep drops and so yeah let let's get after them but uh, I I guess he uh, I guess he could have a point well and it's also you know it's obviously in game like if you're having some success blitzing you're gonna keep blitzing uh, you know like if if they still can't pick it up you're right. gonna keep testing them so uh, we'll, we'll get into a little bit about uh, what the Rams do blitz wise later but uh, Zach was there anything else that we learned this morning from Doug or that we should talk about from uh, availability since we last spoke. Yes, uh, let's let's discuss the news. That was the entertaining portion, but the the <laughs> news being, Doug is optimistic that Derek Barnett, Miles Sanders are going to play. Both players have been full participants in practice this week, so it's a good sign that they're on 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 pace to play. Lane Johnson was limited yesterday. We spoke to Lane. That was uh, planned. Basically, they they pulled him back and they're going to ramp him up. Lane is putting it out there. He says he's playing. He says he won't be 100%, but he'll be out there. Yeah, it's good expectation setting, right? Yeah, and I have... Good, like, half excuse. Uh, a, a little shameless plug right now. There's the mm. Eagles download is up online now. Mm. And in there, uh, it's the difference Lane Johnson makes. Listen to this. In the Doug Peterson era, the Eagles are 36-17, and 17, including the playoffs, when Lane Johnson starts at right tackle. 
and they're six and twelve when he's out of the lineup. Like so, that's a big enough sample size to show just how important he is to this team. Yeah, they, I mean, it, it's uh, yeah. When was the? I, I don't know if it was last year, but yeah, those those stats keep getting worse and worse. Right. It feels like every time he misses a game, and I, I think it is true. I mean, they haven't, uh, especially right now. It's not like they have a great replacement uh, for him. But then, according to your guys' tweets, next to him. Do we have a nickname for Nate Herbig? I mean, nasty, this was a guy, nasty, nasty really, Nate. This was a guy who I thought you guys were just wasting podcast time on for two months. Every podcast I listen to that I'm not on, like a 10 minute segment on Nate Herbig. I'm like, give me a break with this guy. You know, let, let's get to the players we're gonna play. And uh, here we are. So good job by you. Bad job by me because this is all of a sudden uh, a very important player for them. So nasty I like Nate I like Nate, I like huh? nasty Nate. Yeah, because he's like baby faced and is not nasty in any way. So oh, he's, he's also like. You got to say, like, uh, when you watch him on the field, you know, looks looks less like a professional uh, athlete than almost anybody else on the field. And it's not just it's like the the uh, extra long, extra baggy undershirt that's like uh, flowing way down below. It's just like it looks like he doesn't really know what he's doing. But, you know, we'll see what happens. So typical, it's not like they're going Indian, up against typical a good Indian man's line. body. Some might say. <laughs> so last year, in the- I think he's got thicker legs. <laughs> I know that's right. In in the locker room last year, he used to joke. Uh, am I correct here, Bo? That like, don't you guys want to talk to me, or, or no one ever wants to talk to me? Something along those lines. I talked to him, and uh, yeah, and and now he's he's very much in demand. I, I remember talking to him last year a few times. I spoke about Tua, who he went to high school with. Uh, Flex, right? Yeah, um, and a few other uh, different times when I, I spoke to him about transitioning to center. Speak to him about Stanford. Uh, but now he's he's very much in demand as the starting right guard. Well, and he is like if you really want to uh, be very sh- sunshiny and optimistic, like he is a he is a prospect for the Eagles. He's very young. Um, he, I think he's only twenty two. So if they find something with him, uh, this offensive line that does not have a lot of youth, that would be helpful. That said, uh, my expectation is this is Nate Herbig's last start. And, I mean, not not last start of the season, but I think I, I don't think uh, unless he is great this week, I think he will be replaced by next week by Jack Driscoll Wait, not, or by Jamon Brown. That's a good question, and I think one of the two. Okay. But what's the point in waiting? Why, if that's the case, why are they waiting until next week? Why isn't Jack Driscoll playing right guard this week? Well, I think because Jack Driscoll still had to be the yes. backup plan for Lane Johnson. Um, okay. They didn't get to practice him all week at right guard. Um, and I don't think, yeah, I think they would like to give him a week of, of practice playing the position. And then Brown Isn't just gonna started, have to con- and Brown just joined the team this week. If, if they're going right, Isn't Driscoll you know, going to have to continue to be the backup plan at right tackle and left tackle? Well, yeah, but he doesn't have to. Like, if, if Lane Johnson's not, uh, you're not he's sure healthy. that he's going to play. Right. Yeah. So, so, okay. so uh, Doug Peterson. I mean, I could be wrong. We'll see how Herbig does. But Yeah, Doug Peterson, who's, who's a nice guy, doesn't want to throw his guys under the bus in public. You know, we, we had the exchange that Marissa did a great job getting us our drop the other night about what in the world's going on with Matt Pryor. And Doug Peterson was, was asked essentially today what in the world is going on with Matt Pryor. And Doug said, Pryor's doing a great job. It's just Herbig beat him out. And then he said, but also... He didn't even say Herbig beat him out. He just said, Pryor's done yeah. a great job, but it's it's Nate's time. Yeah. Like, and, and oh, then he it's said, his time. Like, and then he oh, said, what time is it? It's uh, Herbig o'clock. And then he said, and and you also have to keep in mind that, that Pryor's also preparing a tackle 
But meanwhile, when Driscoll went out last week, it was Jordan Maialata a tackle. So, right. so Matt Pryor is preparing to be your fourth option at right tackle and your what third option, fourth option at guard. Uh, so Doug Peterson basically didn't want to say, yeah, we had high expectations for him and it didn't work out. He said Pryor's doing a great job, but as Bo said, it's Herbig's time. Now here's a little number on the uh, on the Eagles' offensive line from last week. So uh, there's no perfect uh, pass uh, pass protection offensive line metrics out there. I mean, you can look at four different things, and you might get four different uh, indicators of how the team played. But you know, one that uh, Brian Burke of, of ESPN, sort of the football analytics uh, godfather, uh, created there is called pass block win rate. And so all this does is measure was the quarterback protected for two and a half seconds? That's it. So whatever happens after that, doesn't matter. He could get sacked. He could get hit or whatever. But so you, I forget what they, I don't know. I don't know what the term, it might be binning. I forget what the statistical term is, uh, but it's basically you have the end point and did they succeed or did they not succeed? The Eagles last week, their offensive line was seventh in ESPN's pass block win rate. And there are some other stats that have been interesting too. I think it was um, next gen stats came out with a number that said on seven of the eight sacks that Carson Wentz took last week. What was it that he, he held the ball for over, I forget if it was three seconds or, or whatever their end point was, but there were indicators there that, you know, you can put some of it on Wentz, but certainly you can put some of it on the play calling where receivers not uncovering all these different types of things. So they weren't, you know, football outsiders used to kind of track quick sacks. You know, how many are just being taken in like under two seconds where the quarterback and the offense have no chance. That That's really where the offensive line is at fault. And I, I think we would all watch that and say the offensive line didn't play well. No one's making that argument. But there are some numbers that would say, well, maybe they weren't quite as bad as, as those sack numbers indicate and that there were other factors at play yeah and and so i went back and um i'm doing this charting thing and i'm what i'm just on the eagles offense yeah flex nothing's come come of it yet but you know it took a lot of time (laughs) uh and so wentz was hit uh let's see uh 13 times okay Okay. against washington so like the 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 rate of uh sack to hit is pretty high there but uh you know just going that's including the sacks including the sacks oh okay all right um, so who's responsible for who's responsible for the quarterback hit by just by my watching? And, you know, a couple of these I was texting back and forth with people to make sure I was right. Uh, Ooh, two of them look right to there. me. Uh, well, I mean, you know, it's like stout. He know, was text- stout. It was stout. <laughs> yeah, it was stout. Uh, OK, two of them like just totally on Wentz. Uh, one of them definitely on uh, Corey Clement. One of them that's like sort of split between, say, Amalo and Clement. Uh, two of them are Clement. just like Clement. Yeah, whatever. Uh, two of them are just like nobody's fault. It's just uh, it, the the play took so long and he had to get rid of the ball. It's no one's fault. One on Dick Rod, uh, and then just you know two on Herbig, one on Driscoll, one on Kelsey, and one on and two on Peters. That's it. Um, so it's not like. What about Boston Scott? You forgot the Boston Scott sack. Ah, uh, yes, the one Boston Scott sack. That That's right. I had, blitz, I had missed right? that one. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's the one that I have here. So really spread uh, out there, huh? Yeah, spread out. And that's why it's like, yeah, you are going to get tested by the opposing defense if you, like, as a team, everybody cannot pick up the blitz. Um, so uh, we'll talk about that because the Rams don't blitz a ton, and they didn't blitz a, blitz a ton last week, but uh, we will see what Brandon Staley dials up. That was a little bit too much uh, prep and insight for this 
podcast. Let's uh, let let's tone that down for the next. I episode. like how Fair how she referred to to Brian Burke as as the Godfather of football analytics. I was I was, no, I was just thinking running backs don't matter. <laughs> running backs don't matter. I was thinking this oh, week. God. So the Sacramento Kings. There goes our viewership. <laughs> so the Sacramento Kings hired hired Monty McNair uh, uh, from the Rockets, and 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 here's a guy who who you know has this impressive resume. Went to Princeton's. Uh, Computer science guy at Princeton joined um, the the Rockets as a programmer, kind of worked his way up, uh, and 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 the Kings hire him, and like it's it's just expected in the NBA. Meanwhile, Mike McCarthy spends an afternoon at Pro Football Focus, and all of a sudden in the <laughs> NFL, it's like he's embraced he's embraced analytics, he's embraced data driven decisions. <laughs> it's just yeah. uh, it shows the disparity between the two leagues essentially, or at least in the public perception. And you still have uh, announcers like Troy Aikman last night saying that you should not go. You're down 15. You should not go for two after the first touchdown. Like, can a Fox producer have a little meeting with with this man and explain that you absolutely should go for two the first time? You want that information earlier so that you can plan your next possessions. Why would you wait till the end and then don't get it? And there's nothing you can do about it. This is not a this is not a complex algorithm or anything. Come on, these, I was. These, I feel, I was I feel like there are the five, you know, these five basic things that we need to just explain to every announcer and football analyst. It doesn't have to get complicated, and then we can move on. And I also like, you know, he didn't like he didn't like uh, Cleveland going for it on fourth and inches um, because like they really needed the points there at the you know at the at the goal line, and then they, you know they end up just getting the ball right back and scoring a touchdown. But it's so weird to me. I was yeah. texting I was texting with you and Coach Flynn about this. It's so weird to me for a quarterback to not be wired to want to be aggressive. Like yeah. Troy Aikman played the quarterback position and he is the one acting like, you know, the uh the old head defensive coordinator who who just like wants to win a game 3 nothing. It's so bizarre. Like how is that the way your brain is wired for that position? It's maybe yeah, just getting old. I don't no, know. No, it's a great point. I mean, think of every offensive player you've interviewed. Think of the Eagles Super Bowl season. Right. I mean, they were like, go for it, go for it, go for it. I mean, I want the quarterback who's like, who's doing the like refusal to come off the field. Like make the coach call a timeout. Absolutely. If he's, if he's really going to punt on fourth down, I'm going to make you pay for this dumb decision. But well, anyway. I'm, I'm, I'm getting texts uh, from uh, our, our big handed friend, Seif, who knows that, you know, my, my, uh, career as a quarterback is storied in bubble ball history and I, you know as a quarterback I would say like I would never you don't want to punt on fourth down let's go baby I mean there, there, uh, I would like evidence that someone texted you about that right now that speaking of text just, I have a uh, quick aside here I, I, I'm gonna ask Marissa this I can't imagine this ever happened to you but but it but like have have you heard of a scenario where two people are openly talking about a party they're invited to and you weren't invited this is the second consecutive <laughs> podcast when when Bo was like, "Yeah, I was I was texting with you and Coach Flynn, you know, like like it's and I'm I'm okay that I'm not included in the in the in, in, in the text." Listen, we know the rivalry there. This is add him on. Is, I think it's time to add him on. They've made a man. Consecutive podcast where Bo is openly yeah. flaunting mm. it. It it, it mm. would be like yeah, yeah. It's, it's exactly like that. It's it's like you're sitting yeah. around the table in high school and and you're like, you know. Uh, he and I had so much fun last night. You weren't invited, but it was so much fun. That's fair. 
Exactly, we can start think, group yeah, text. Exactly. And then I was going to say, I think, we should, I think we should add Marissa to the text chain and, and keep Zach exclusive. She, she's going to be like, God, no. It's like when we asked if we should add her to the song. Please. Yeah, I do have to say, Zach, be careful what you wish for on this bad boy. I'm, I'm always but, you know. <laughs> Coach Flynn just bought your book. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, he was You're reading it. He was complimenting your Thank book. You. All right. Uh, what else we got? What else did we you, get from? Uh, you want some YouTube Stone comments here? Man. Yeah, let's hear it. Okay. Uh, what's with Doug? Why did he get so mad at you, Bo? All right. We we covered. It that wasn't bad mad boy. though. Uh, I didn't interpret it as as okay. mad. I gotta watch it. I it's didn't. Good... I didn't think so either. I actually thought it was a fair exchange. Although I do think that he uh, he took incorrect umbrage at the way that I asked the question because I think that I couched it sure. correctly. But that's right. I'm a little I, mad you guys didn't ask me to pull the clip, to be honest. It, was, it happened right before It was before so fresh. Show. Yeah, it was. I, I have quick turnaround time. Yeah, yeah. a little to, respect uh, for the producer. Jeez, okay. I mean, have you, come on. Have you seen her work before? Yeah. 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 Message your text I would have had that. Right. No, but I, <laughs> I, I, I like that from the head coach. You know, I don't like when it's, it's just kind of stale, uh, when it's the canned answers. He listens to the question. He, he answers the question. Give me more back and forth going forward here. It should never be too comfortable. If it's too Tougher. comfortable, yeah. you're not doing your job. Tougher to have the back and forth on the Zoom, I will say. That's so true. It's good. good to get the back and forth back. This this podcast is a great example of that. Mm. Uh, all right. Usually listening to this pod on one and a half speed makes the song seem different. Yeah, I guess that are you, you're doing a polar there, Bo, huh? Polar uh, seltzer? I'm not a, not yeah. a fan of the polar. You like a really? polar? Really? Oh, Polar is, I would say, the most uh, consistent brand. All right. That's the most ridiculous take I've heard all week. Yeah. If, you, if you're telling me I'm getting you a seltzer, what brand do you want? If you I'm not going to tell you what flavor. I'm asking I, for Polar. I have seven wild cherry Polars in the uh, basement fridge down here. I'll I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send them. them your way. Yeah, I'm not going to see you probably We're for like a cranberry years, line but uh, whenever I... Do see you next. Right? Someone wants us to smile more. That might have been uh, during the introduction. My wife was saying that actually. She's like, "What's with <laughs> your What's with your guys' faces when this song comes on? How about a little bit of a reaction?" She might have said, "We look like serial killers," but uh, I don't know if she wants that uh, wants that out there. Do we get to discuss Duke Riley's music video? I know nothing about this. This sounds like oh, Bo. Do, I you know seen anything this about either. this? Fit played oh, this yeah, special teams meeting last night. Um, oh, and it's oh. With, yeah. So I I will get more details on it. Okay, very good. I would like to uh, learn more about that. Uh, Odysseus says, ran to this stream faster than a valet. So that that, well that uh, joke still has legs there. Tell you get uh, tips, legs man. like Zach running. Tell you get tips. As a valet. Checking in from Dublin here. Uh, someone saying, Zach's looking way too casual for a Friday pod. I disagree. That's a nice fitted uh, sort of a dressier hoodie. You know, these are, as you get older, like you go to the old staples, the T-shirt, the hoodie, but – you kind of step it up a notch, you know? And so I, Honestly, I think you're doing that. I, Zach. I need to start thinking more about my attire on Fridays. <laughs> like literally I just, I just put on what's, what's there. Friday's a day when I think about it a lot. I, I Absolutely. Yeah. I was, I was thinking actually tonight I might, you know, have a couple of drinks and order like 14 more hats so that every Friday, uh, every Friday podcast, I can have a different hat. What's on. the, nice. that's, so I'm rocking a, like a uh, an important, an important message that I think gets lost in our uh, current political discourse. Uh, Clemens sucks. Okay. Good job. Uh, so shout out to uh, Roger Clemens. So are, are we supposed to be casual for this? Are we supposed to dress up for this? What's the, yeah, it's up to okay. you. What brand are you trying to convey here? Yeah, Come on, what, this is all about your career. message to send. 
It's not out of the realm of possibilities that NBC Sports, somebody there catches a glimpse of this Friday show and an executive at the top of that Comcast tower says, why is this show not on our network? You get a little text, you get a little call. Next thing you know, we're all Isaac probably won't get boards. the text or call. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dynamite drop in, Marissa. Uh, you know, 95, there could be billboards. Well, uh, then I, I need to pull out the sport jacket for, for, the, for the next one. Okay. I have a very good um, concussion uncle uh, tweet my way because uh, I guess John Clark tweeted out the, the Doug Peterson exchange. And uh, oh. somebody goes, how many blitzes has this reporter blocked? <laughs> oh, well, What's the answer? Valid question. Pretty good. Yeah. More than you uh, care to count. Someone says I look like a Pokemon trainer. I don't know. What does that mean? That seems like an insult. But, yeah, I don't know exactly. That's a great backdrop, uh, though, is. Shield. Like, like it oh. really looks like you're sitting there at the stadium. Dress down day. A lot of comments about our attire today. <clears throat> Was it just me or was the Wednesday podcast extra spicy? I didn't think so. You thought that was spicy? The Wednesday pod? It was a good, good pod. I got, yeah, yeah, I I got a text that I, I was a little too serious on the Wednesday pod. Hmm. Oh, yes. okay. Were your friends uh, just sending you Joker memes? No, they, they just said you were a little too serious. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, random Frank. Why so serious? That, that's, the, that's the reference God, there for you, Zach. Okay. <laughs> so, says Doug is still mad at Bo. For the COVID question, the man holds a grudge. Yeah, could be. Possible. That could be. This was the first. This was the only question I've gotten in since, so that's that could be the tr- case. That's not true, is it? I think uh, it is it's true. Really true. Okay. <laughs> people checking in from London. People checking in from uh, ah, my, my, London town, Miami. So, uh, so quick London oh. thing. The uh, the the injury <laughs> okay. that Lane Johnson. I'm, are you going to give us like just a, a history of? Uh, <laughs> Like some some nugget of uh, you know Jack the Ripper. Buses over there. You gotta see him. <laughs> Quick London thing. You guys hear about Jack the Ripper? <laughs> the injury that Lane Johnson is dealing with, or 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 was dealing with, uh, he suffered it in London. Okay, um, <laughs> at, at the Eagles Jags game. You know, so so do you recall when he got injured in that Eagles Jags game when someone uh, someone fell on him? He had the high ankle sprain. And uh, hello, ankle sprain is what I'm calling yeah, it these days. So the high ankle sprain and the MCL sprain happened. It, it both happened the same play in London. So last year, and he was explaining to this. He was explaining this to us yesterday. Last year, the ankle wasn't was unstable uh, the entire time. Basically, he was playing through it, and then uh, you know he needs some meds. You know, yeah. So so played through the injury then, but but never quite felt right. Then at the um, he said the scrimmage. What I interpreted that was that was the the first the first uh, Saturday or or no, I think it was it was Friday of, of training camp this year when they had the the uh, it was it was the day she was there when basically they went team the entire time. Um, he said he sprained the ankle again that day, and that's when he got the injury, which was a tight band injury uh, or a, a tightrope injury, I should say. And he says this is is the fix it that he needed. Uh, and swelling was the problem last week, but I bring that up because the injury dates back to October. That that game was, I think, was October 29th, uh, two thousand eighteen. Wow. wow, I cannot believe you just said that date. Um, I would say the obvious question, and of course, you know, not a doctor, but why did he have to wait until August to get the surgery then? Well, he sprained the ankle again. That's, he was playing through it. And then in the scrimmage, yeah. he the practice I yeah. was at. Okay. 
Uh, all right. Uh, Miami, London. Uh, this guy's pediatrician said uh, that him and his brothers were husky. You know, that, that, <laughs> that was, the, that, that was uh, the genes, you know, when you were when you were uh, a boy shopping yeah. at the J.C. Penney's and going around, you know, husky, husky was the yeah. uh, what was the bigger uh, waist sizes there. I, well, yeah, that, they should change that term. That doesn't feel right to me. I don't I know. Yeah. Better. And let's let's just, you know. Calm down with the pediatricians commenting on uh, on prepubescent <laughs> yeah, really. boys' bodies. And this is boys, yeah. I mean, really. Well, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the hell's going on here? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so the pediatricians like uh, starting to deal with local gyms to get uh, discounts for twelve-year-olds uh, to get them, yeah. get them yoked up. Okay, uh, I think uh, I think Marissa might have some audio for us. Oh, putting me on the oh, spot. So, oh, no, sorry. I got it. Here, I got I'll, it. I'll, oh, you got I got it. it. Okay been one game but but how is their defense different than it was under wade can i ask you a question uh, so it doesn't have the whole intro yet. you want me to give give away the game plan again no how how do you how do you i i, I and this is probably i'm getting probably off the off the subject but when when you see teams that blitz and you always imply that it's an offensive line issue where does that come from well, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that is the case, but I'm saying that's the that leap the that question. people would make. But that's, because, that was the question you asked. You, you specifically pinned it on the offensive line. That's all I'm asking. Well, I'm, I'm saying that I think that the, the leap from people is because you have an inexperienced offensive line that defense is blitzed. You can tell me that that's not the case. Maybe it was on the running backs. Maybe it was on the quarterback. Yeah, I will tell you that. Some of it is on the quarterback. Some of it is on the running backs. Tight ends are in protection. Oh, I liked it. He was a little. Uh, he, I stand by it. He's feeling the heat. It's week two, Doug. Take a breath, Doug. Come on, man. Oh, and one. Wow. Can I ask you a question? We I got like the that. we got the we got the Tony Pauline <laughs> report out there that uh, Doug is over his head. Did you guys see that? <laughs> I, I saw. Uh, I did. See I that. saw the report. I wow. mean, and, and Tony uh, was was part of this 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 great exchange that we had on the podcast, obviously. I don't think the report has has like said anything that, that that we haven't discussed on the podcast. Basically, that that this is an important year for Doug. Now we haven't termed it that Doug has reached his his limit. I don't know if that's the case. I think that's what the report said. I still think it's it's premature to say that. But we did acknowledge going into the season that of the of the triumvirate, if you will, uh, between Howie Carson and Doug. Doug is probably the one who would be held accountable if the season does not go well. The organization told us that with their with their uh, instructive about changing the coaching staff and their lack of moves offensively and what they thought the issues were uh, on this team. So, man, if there are more Sundays like last Sunday, there will be all kinds of reports. There will be all kinds of leaks. This could be a very interesting season now this guy wants some bwf merch like the shirt i have on we need to uh we need to get that going the store sure. is still up if you want to get what's already up there on uh, t okay. public but we do need to uh update the options okay let's let, let's get to more of the pot and then i'll read more comments later okay anything else news news wise stone cold newsman <laughs> stone cold newsman no the, the, i i think that uh really kind of uh en encapsulates it I, I think we we can be on javon hargrave watch uh, he has been limited this week, but I'm not anticipating him uh, playing. We'll see. Oh, and then Brandon Graham, uh, basically that that's out of the team's hands. That's the concussion protocol. But certainly it seems like it's trending 
in the right direction. We'll we'll know today. He was at practice he, yesterday. Exactly. He was limited yesterday, and it's the type of thing that once you get the the, the clearance, you're good to go. So I don't think it's it's a situation where if he misses practice, he can't play as long as he's he's cleared by the independent neurologist. And I think. Like the fact that he practiced yesterday means that he's sort of already been cleared to return, right? He wouldn't be allowed on the field if that. Uh, the well, no, there, there, there's different. Like, like, like I think you can be limited um, at a certain step in the in the protocol, but uh, it doesn't mean you've been cleared okay. for contact. Okay. Uh, well, let's get to curl thine enemy, and uh, we can start with Doctor Capadia. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this uh, this Rams offense? Your boy McVeigh. They come out. Yeah, why? And, uh, I don't understand and, why you say he's my boy. I mean, I was the one like your you, boy. you know, you try to get some engagement on uh, during the Sunday night game by tweeting at me. Your boy doesn't go for it on fourth down when in reality I was calling him out for this during his Super Bowl season when everybody we all was, were. Uh, listen, you were after I told you oh, what please. he was doing. Oh, okay. please. You were not noticing. I like Sean McVay. His, uh, I like Sean McVay. But... His fourth down. All right, exactly. But you know what? But he, uh, does, yeah, yeah, he, he does hit on a pet peeve of mine, by the way. In the conference What's call that? this week, uh, he he refers to the reporters as if they're like part of the team. So uh, so he'll always say like, like uh, you know, uh, I'm, I, I wish him luck with you guys. Things like he was talking about Roby Coleman. Uh, or when he was talking, you know, he, he, he mentions us as if like, we're a part of the team, part of the, the decision-making. Um, he said, you know, he, he, and this is a repeated thing he does. He says, you guys, as if we're on, on, on the Eagles, which is a pet peeve of mine. Now I, I missed the conference call, Zach. Was he wearing a shirt? It was a phone conference, so I don't know what he was. So no, yet. probably. Uh, yeah. But it was, a, it was a good conference call. He did say okay. that he wants to do hard knocks again, like he wants a hole in his head. Hmm. Okay. A little, yeah, right. maybe, maybe don't uh, go so far, John. Uh, so this offense last year it was very mediocre. I mean, I think it was 16th or 17th by every efficiency metric. However, uh, McVeigh pointed the blame at Wade Phillips and ended up uh, firing Wade Phillips, even though the defense was in the top 10 last year they didn't really make a ton of personnel additions this offseason you know really it was getting rid of Todd Gurley it was hoping that some of your offensive linemen get healthier it was hoping uh, Bose boy Van Jefferson the rookie can have an immediate impact in his first season and so I think what we saw in week one was that get back to sort of scheming it up and really helping Jared Goff and short throws and get the ball out of his hands. I mean, Jared Goff's average pass last week went 4.3 yards past the line of scrimmage. That was the lowest of any starter in week one, but he averaged 8.9. Those are some Sam Bradford numbers. Yeah, but he averaged 8.9 yards per attempt, which I don't think Bradford ever probably did in a game <laughs> in his entire uh, NFL career. So it was short passes. It was the screen game. It was all these ways to you know help Goff. Uh, everything they do or almost everything they do is under center. No team had fewer shotgun runs than the Rams last year. So it's under center run game, wide zone, and then play action bootlegs off of it. Uh, the change at running back, they've got Malcolm Brown and rookie Cam Akers now replacing uh, Todd Gurley. Both those guys saw action last week at wide receiver. They've got two very good wide receivers in Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. Uh, and then I mentioned Jefferson and Josh Reynolds will split sort of that number three 
uh, wide receiver position there. Now, they're typically an 11 personnel team, but uh, they have been mixing in some more 12 personnel uh, around, I think, 25, 28% last week of those two tight end sets. When they did this last year, uh, 12 personnel running the ball out of 12 personnel was a complete disaster for them last year. So that's obviously something that they need to improve on this year. But I think the big change uh, last year for them was really the offensive line. They went from first during their uh, the year before to 22nd in pass block win rate. And it's just not the most talented offensive line. I mean, they're trying to get by with sort of these mediocre guys who, you know, I thought they did a pretty good job last week, but they certainly uh, can be had if you feel like you have a very good defensive line, which, of course, the Eagles think that they do. Uh, in terms of schematically, a lot of motion. I think they use motion more than any team in the NFL. They'll, they'll use those jet sweeps to uh, Robert Woods, and so it's not that complicated. It's under center, it's jet sweeps, it's motion, it's wide zone run game, and it's play action and trying to make Jared Goff's job uh, a lot easier. Yeah, not to yes, uh, I think they uh, not to knock ahead. on our on our colleagues in the in the media um, who who all ask good questions, all do a good job. But oh, here we go. You know, the the Sean McVay week, it's similar to like the Mike Zimmer week, where every time they they play Mike Zimmer. There's a handful of questions about like the double A gap blitz. <laughs> the yeah. double A gap blitz. And so yeah. when you when they play the Rams, and this is the third time they played the Rams now under Sean McVay, all these questions are about the eye candy that that, that the Rams yeah, use. The eye wash. Yeah, the eye wash. And it's it's like it's it's the same thing every time. Um, it's and, true. And, and so uh, I always laugh at that because like the double A gap blitz. Uh, every time they play the Vikings, the, the questions come up about the double A gap, the double A gap blitz. And now, you know, the Rams did, I think, uh, those uh, Seth Walder numbers, they led the league uh, in week one. I think a third of their snaps were motion at the snap. So uh, that is something that you'll see a lot of. One thing I was looking at is, uh, and, you know, don't get too mad at me, Shield, for looking into this, but uh, the Eagles last week against Washington, you know, you're talking about the Rams playing a little bit more 12 personnel than, than, they, than they have in years past. Last week against Washington, when, uh, when the football team was in 12 personnel, the Eagles' defense matched with base on 14 out of their 15 snaps, which is not something that they have done in the past. Um, last year, for instance, I think it was it was 52% base and 42% they just stayed in nickel. Um, so I don't know if that's that was just the matchup. That was uh, you know maybe it was just because it was at the end of the game they were trying to they were trying to stop the run. It was something specific about Washington. They didn't believe they were going to throw the ball. I don't expect that to be the case, but uh, I think you probably will see. Uh, more of the nickel this week against against that twelve personnel. I th- I th- I, th- I yeah, thought Washington- about that actually. I uh, and uh, the the two things I thought first was was uh, they were really trying to protect the run, uh, or or I'm sorry, defend the run. Uh, this the the second thing is the absence of Will Parks. I think might have had something to do with it. That perhaps if Will Parks is in the lineup, the Eagles play that heavy nickel more. They they really didn't go with the heavy nickel that often this week or in week one. Yeah, Washington, all like you said, was very run heavy and may have the worst, you know, tight ends in the league. So uh, yeah. something something to monitor in the weeks ahead. Tyler Higby is the Rams' uh, number one tight end. They also have Gerald Everett, but Higby, the end of last year, was fantastic. Like he was one of the most productive tight ends in the league. I think the second half of last year. So that that is someone to keep an eye on as well. And listen, I think a lot of this game, um, you know, this is like a very silly. Uh, like football guy thing, but I think uh, a lot of this game is going to be interesting about do the Rams have success on the ground because 
you know, they, they do want to funnel things that way out of 11 personnel. And the Eagles, you know, have traditionally been very good against the run. So if they can, um, you know, like I don't expect Malcolm Brown to have another big game like he had last week. I think, I think the Eagles are going to put this game on, um, on Jared Goff. Now, one thing McVay does, he is thought of as a run first coach. And certainly I think that is part of his, uh, makeup. But if you look at the numbers on early downs in neutral situations, he has actually been pretty pass heavy throughout the course of his career. So that's another way to obviously help Jared Goff is to call those quick throws on early downs. Angus says he's watching from Pensacola, Florida after Sally, no power, no running water, but at least he gets to watch birds with friends. So Angus, thank you. Wow. And uh, good luck. And uh, hopefully uh, everything is okay there. We appreciate you tuning in here. For sure. Zeber flexing on those AirPods today while everyone else is stuck mm. rocking so, the quarter. True. Yeah, so I, I, like it's I actually, this was my my separate uh, message ex- exchange with Marissa that you guys are not, are not included on. Um, oh, <laughs> oh I, okay, okay. I, I, I messaged Marissa this, this morning saying uh, if if I work it out on, on, on the Zoom, uh, can I use AirPods? And the reason is because uh, the the cord and the mic went in in the YouTube setup. It was it was just it was it was challenging. I didn't really have dexterity, so uh, mm. so I Ooh. asked. Listen, this this season above all else is going to be about dexterity. So as long as yeah. you remain flexible and try to fight both opponents, I think I think the AirPods. So will I, work I, for you. I I I would I literally say message Marissa this 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 morning about it. Flex. Yeah, I would say I would say there's three opponents. I mean, you got <laughs> the opponent on the field. You got COVID nineteen, and then you've got uh, wired headphones. I mean, that's a, that's how I'm certainly looking at this season. All right, something to get to. We've got to get to this because now's the time to get your student loan payments under control. You could be saving by refinancing your student loans with Earnest. I love my high student loan payment, said no one ever. Check if refinancing with Ernest could help you lower your monthly payments. Checking takes just two minutes. Is your student loan payment too high? Is water wet? Well, refinancing with Ernest could help you lower your monthly payment. If you've been making the same monthly payment on your student loans for the last couple of years, odds are you could reduce your payment and save by refinancing with Earnest. Even if you've refinanced before, with today's low-rate environment, most people could save by refinancing again. Checking your new rate is fast and easy. To start, complete a few questions online. It only takes two minutes. Then you'll get a personalized rate estimate without affecting your credit score. Want to change your monthly payment? Combine many loans into one easy payment? Or get a better rate. Earnest makes it easy. Plus, there's no origination fee or any other fees. Plus, the internet loves Earnest customer service. They've rated 9.4 out of 10 on Trustpilot. And now, you can get $100 cash bonus when you refinance a student loan with earnest.com slash birds. Once again, you get 100 cash bonus when you refi your student loan at earnest.com slash birds. Not available in all states. Visit earnest.com slash birds for more details. Terms and conditions apply. Earnest student loan refinance loans are made by Earnest Operations LLC, NMLS number 1204917, California financing law license number 6054788303 2nd Street, Suite 401N, San Francisco, California, 94107. Visit earnest.com slash licenses for a full list of licensed states. 
Well, Sheila, it sure was nice to see the teams back out on the gridiron last weekend. Lucky for us, that was just week one. There is no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week two, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you can't, if you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right. You can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? If you are new to DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the app now to scout their latest offers. Bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, a sportsbook that goes wherever you go. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TOSS when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during Week 2, bet $1 on them, and win $100. If they win, that's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code TOSS during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Pennsylvania only. In partnership with Meadows Racetrack and Casino, eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER-SHIELD. U.S. Open is raging. Got our bets in. Course is heating up. I hope you got that Justin Thomas bet in. The odds have uh, moved a lot. I got them all in. I haven't watched a second of it, but I uh, look forward to this weekend. How about Shield, by the way? 12-4 and four in his bets last week. Mm-hmm. Take a Not going to last, but get it, where, get it while it's hot. Uh, Zach, people very curious want to know, where do you get your athleisure, and does your wife uh, shop for you? Because they think uh, you probably don't have the time uh, to do that. <laughs> uh, the answer is, is, is Uniqlo. Is where I, I get it. Oh, oh very oh, nice. Okay. Potential Adam sponsorship opportunity. And uh, my wife does not shop for me, no. No, I always say you I'm actually well. surprised by that. I would surprised call? that my wife sh- doesn't shop for me? Yeah, I thought she did. Yeah, yeah I would have really guessed. I would have I would, no. I would, I laid like, you know, 10 to 1 odds. No, but I don't I don't walk in the stores yeah. at all. Like in the, in, Well, I, I, oh, yeah. I say that I hope retail survives and does really well. I'm not saying that but uh <laughs> depends maybe you sh- maybe you shorted it I don't know. <laughs> no like uh no you i i i know what size works i know what 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 brand works so if i need to get something mm-hmm. i just go online that's why i don't have like 40 different things from 40 different places you know okay so a bit of a <laughs> bit of a bit of a hinky-ish thing to do i think Oh, well, there's worse persons to be compared no. to, but I, I think that's just... No, I... Yeah, I think that's right. As you get older, the fit becomes the most important thing. So if you find something that fits nicely, that's I'm with fair. you. Let's be honest. I, I haven't grown since I was like 14 Seven different old, colors. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> right? So like... Uh... Your pediatrician told you, uh, listen, you can... Uh, whatever you buy now, just hold on to it because it's going to fit for a long time. Exactly. Yeah. So the one thing my... So my, my wife does not shop for me, but I'm not, I hope I'm not throwing here under, under the bus here she she does uh-huh. get dangerous she does get rid go. of stuff for me like like because i'm mm. i hold on to things and and me too i'm, I'm very yeah, bad and at there it. will be things that like that i've i've had for decade plus and she's just like and i and, and my answer is well it still fits and she's like it doesn't matter if it still fits mm-hmm. it's it's worn out or you know it's it's uh it's pilling so yeah she you gotta watch she the ever... whole edit. The whole edit on Netflix, the new popular that, show okay? about purging oh. your closet. Yes, she's a big yeah, purger. Not for she's me. She's a big purger. It's very is she, good. 
will she tell you what like will she tell you she's doing it or will she do it behind She'll your back it, well s- well sometimes like i'll be wearing something and she, she's like throw it out <laughs> other times uh it's done behind my back where i'm like uh because i'm like a first shirt on the pile guy whatever's on the top that's what i'll wear yeah but 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 there will be a time when i'm like have you seen you know such as she's like oh yeah i threw that out two weeks she ago chucked like, it? Yeah, exactly. oh that's tough yeah well, listen, if I didn't keep on my T-shirts, how would I wear a Clemens Suck shirt on the podcast? You know? I used to work. I love getting I used to work at, at, at Clemens Family Market, so I, I take umbrage to that uh, <laughs> that shirt. <laughs> you like what, Sheila? You like getting rid of it's stuff? A, yeah, it's a simple rule. You go through the closet. If you haven't worn it in a year, it's out of there. And then you can treat yourself to uh, to something nice. Hmm. Unless okay. it's a suit, of course, because you know, the suits stay because... When's the last time I wore a suit? I mean, I can't remember. So th- those can stay. I mean, you literally got fitted for a suit for an ad on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, no, actually, actually, I did not. So you don't, you're not privy to the inside conversations. That was a shirt and a pant, and it's fit. It fits wonderfully. I'll wear it for next week's pod. Okay. And and now, Shield, Double during your ESPN that. days, did you go full suit or or like were you only focused on waist up? Well, it depended. That's a very personal question, but uh, it it did depend on you know where I was. If I was at uh, at the Seahawks facility or somewhere or a game, obviously yeah, sure. I went full suit. But there were times if it was uh, they caught me off guard where I would throw on the suit up top with the uh, mesh shorts and flip flops, and I would be on my back deck in Kirkland, Washington. And uh, neighbors definitely thought I was some kind of perv back there, but I was just doing uh, I was just doing a Sports Center hit. Uh, so, you know, we know about this Rams team. They've got the best player in the league at two positions, um, and Aaron Donald and Robert Woods. Do you expect Darius Slay to follow Robert Woods in this game? Uh, I do not. I was looking at the numbers, and if you look at last week here, I think he was in the slot around 40% of the time, and Cooper Cup, who is typically thought of as their slot receiver, was also in the slot around 40% of the time. So, uh, I don't know. Mm, the 40-40 sense- club. My sense is that Jim Schwartz wants to have Darius Slay travel when it's a an outside receiver, somebody who's going to be outside for the majority of the game. And so if he's going to do it, I think he would do it with Woods over Cup. But I, I would suspect in this game that you might not see Slay travel with just one guy because, uh, I mean, I think both those guys are really equally Two dangerous. Two very quick notes. Slay thinks Woods is very underrated. Uh, Slay was, was talking about that this, this week. Says he's, he's, he's a really good player. Um some some call him the best receiver in the league, <laughs> and then uh, Nikel Roby Coleman, former Ram, who has this game circled on on his on his schedule, uh, and I, I I don't mean that metaphorically, I mean that literally. He said he circled this game, and it's still circled. Um, he he went up against Cooper Cup. <laughs> he did. Yeah, say he that. went up against Cooper, and and that can be found in Eagles download this week, by the way. Um, he he went up against Ed is what we call it. Yeah, he went up against Cooper Cup. <laughs> In, in uh, practice, <laughs> uh, and he says what makes Cup so effective. You know, he he's he obviously talked about the short area quickness. Said he's strong for a slot, but he says what what people don't understand is the rapport that he has with with uh, Jared Goff. He said they're really close. They know each other really well, and there's that connection between the two. But um, pay attention to that matchup when Cup is in the slot. I have a good feeling that if you if you were a fly on the wall and got to uh, listen to a conversation b- between Jared Goff and Cooper Cup, it would be the most boring thing you've ever heard I've in your heard life. I've heard a conversation between those two. When have you heard Cooper Cup? Have you heard Cooper Cup talk? Is he that boring? 
I certainly know that Jared Goff is boring. So yeah, if that's they're one, good, that's one half of the two. Yeah, but if mentioned. that's if he's good friends with this guy, it stands to reason that they're equally Bo boring. Bo needs to get caught up no, that's... on his on his NFL reality shows because because yeah, like we no, right. we have three reality shows now with Jared Goff. We have Hard Knocks <laughs> back in 2016. We have All or Nothing back in 2016, and then we have Hard Knocks this season. Uh, so yeah, and he was extremely Melvin-y. Um, yes, Jared Goff was very boring. There's no doubt about that. I thought Cooper Cup, uh, Zach, and I thought he spoke sort of eloquently about the uh, about Black Lives Matter and you know his role and those types of things. So uh, that's why I was wondering why Bo. And now I could be wrong, but okay. I thought th- that was a little weird. Why I Bo didn't say was he was a bad guy. Chucking him under the bus. Jeez. So Cooper saying, like, you know. I think you didn't like Cooper Cup because he entered the league old, right? And now he's yeah, tearing he's, it up. A little so bit different. That's why. A little bit different because he came from a small school. That's the, those outliers you're allowed to have. Eastern Washington, Shields territory. I don't like old. I don't like old seniors from big time schools because they suck. We'll see Van Jefferson how's, this week. How's, Den- we'll see Van Jefferson, how's right? Denzel Mims doing? Yeah, he's hurt. Right. No, how about yeah. Van Jefferson? This is yeah, the Bovers exactly. Van Jefferson bowl. Yeah. yeah, like one catch yeah. last week. Let's what calm if Van down Jefferson with Van Jefferson. Calvin Great throw by your boy team, Golf. Right? Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Bo would have to switch beats. <laughs> A quick Jared Goff yeah, thing. True. I always found this this anecdote interesting. Back in 2016, when the Rams traded for the number one pick, do you know where Jared Goff was at the time? The mall. He was at the Eagles facility, interviewing mm. with the Eagles, and his and his phone was buzzing, and it was uh, it was all these alerts that the Rams traded for the number one pick. Oh, yeah. there you go, Bo. You've got to tweet out your uh, your Carson Wentz story this week. I feel like. All right, Come I guess on. I can do that. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. a good, it's a good All idea. Right. We we moving on yeah. to the defense. Or Let's. We uh, yeah. Defense? Anything else we need to talk about on the offense here? No. Rams offense. I mean, obviously the a big factor here is uh, does Brandon Graham come back? Does Derek Barnett play? Um, and if not, on both of those counts, that you know the defensive line's in bad shape. And hey, uh, in a game against Aaron Donald, can Fletcher Cox remind us that he was once a good player? <laughs> Ooh. Don't tell Cox I'm putting it down. Like, let's go. Like, don't let, let, use that. Don't uh, use that one on social, Marissa. Yeah, Bo will yeah. not live to watch it's this true. game on Sunday. But let's go. Like, let's see Fletcher Cox make an impact in a game. I would agree with that. They're not. They're not strong on the interior. You should be able to get after Jared Goff in this game. Okay. Uh, Rams defense. Uh, they they toss aside Wade Phillips, bring in Brandon Staley, who comes from uh, a Vic Fangio background. And uh, last week, they uh, they didn't blitz a ton. They were towards the bottom of the league in, in blitz rate, but we'll see if they do that. And, you know, Fangio is not traditionally a big blitzer either. So uh, I think it will be interesting to see the, the push and pull in this game. You know, do the Rams get out of what their traditional game plan would be under Staley and try to attack this uh, Eagles offense that has struggled against the blitz? Not just the offensive line now. It's not just about the inexperienced offensive line. You, you know, you spread the blame around there. Uh, or do they uh, they stick to what they've done? Um, and of course, we we know that Carson Wentz is traditionally a little bit more blitz than than most quarterbacks. Yeah, well, it, w- it was only one game, so I don't want to uh, draw any big conclusions about what the new defensive coordinator is going to do. But uh, you are correct, though. The Fangio tree, uh, I think the trademarks are kind of disguised, doing a lot of different things. This is not a defense that would typically sit back in one. Uh, coverage. I thought it was interesting. If you look at last week, they were uh, in two deep safety looks for 
much of that game. And so that, that would, you know, make it conducive to be able to run the football with those two deep safeties. Uh, Dak Prescott did not push the ball downfield at all last week. He did not attempt to pass 20 yards or more downfield. And of course, Carson Wentz attempted more downfield throws than anybody in week one. So that is something to keep an eye on how they attack the Rams downfield. Jalen Ramsey, of course, one of the best corners in the league. Uh, Troy Hill and Darius Williams are your other uh, corners there. Jordan Fuller, the rookie, had a really nice game last week. They've got John Johnson and Taylor Rapp. Their secondary is solid. Uh, It's kind of the front seven where I thought they had a lot of questions going into the season you know they bring in Leonard Floyd to replace Dante Fowler Leonard Floyd was a big disappointment in Chicago Uh, Michael Brockers they brought back after he failed his physical with the Ravens he's not a a great pass rusher although we did have a sack last week their linebackers are very inexperienced they lost Corey Littleton so uh, Aaron Donald the monster there's no doubt about that he was last week he has been they showed that montage of him in like the third quarter on NBC that was just like terrifying where he is just chucking everybody in his way so I was thinking back to 2017 when the Eagles had that run against like Von Miller Mm -hmm. Khalil Mack it might have been Aaron Donald might have been the third guy but every week we're like wow look at the way they schemed or you know schemed their way out of this unbelievable defensive player and it's like all right can you know that's what you need to do certainly in this game is to not let Aaron Donald uh, wreck this game because he absolutely can do that and will do that Aaron Donald zero sacks in three games career against the Eagles the only oh. team that he has played more than once and has no sacks that's a great against. stat get that in the Although, cheat sheet. did Brandon Brooks play in all three of those games yes. I would assume uh, not in 2016. Oh. oh, yeah. I guess he did in 2016. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, to the... I just wasn't Maybe there. He... Wait, so, you know, wait. These guys didn't play the Rams yeah. in, in 2016. Or, no, 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 no. Not 2016. Whatever Donald's rookie year right, was. Yeah, whenever so that Brooks, was. No, it's a, 14, yeah, 15. Brooks wasn't on the, on the team. Yeah, so Brooks wasn't there. But, you know, that was Donald as a rookie. Um, the other thing I meant to say on the blitz front, uh, when the Rams did blitz last week, um, it did not work out. They gave up 9.2 yards per play as opposed to 5 yards per play when they didn't blitz, so... An interesting, uh, an interesting wrinkle to the game. Zach, what are your thoughts on the Rams D? Well, they literally have uh, two of the best players at their respective positions. I mean, Jalen Ramsey, best corner in the, in the NFL, or at mm. least up there. Aaron Donald, best defensive lineman in the NFL. He was, he was uh, in uh, Mike Sando's cornerback yes. rankings, I believe Ramsey was number, number one. one right? And Darius Slay, I believe, was number now, nine. No, I didn't I – didn't, I, I, I meant to – Slay was on there. Was Sidney Jones there? Sidney Jones was not on there, no. No. Oh, okay. Uh, but I, I – That was actually a uh, – I'm going to give a shout-out to Pistol Pete on that one. He said uh, – he, he sent me that link and said, if you want to give a Sidney Jones <laughs> <laughs> thing no, to, to Zach. <laughs> Look, Sidney Jones just got promoted by Jacksonville. I know that so. – I- I don't think Pete wanted. I don't think Pete meant for you to, you know, throw him <laughs> under the bus like that. To the get, you know, he's Zach's yeah. editor here. That's. I'll he's tell you who the, did. He's joining in the fun. I'll yeah. I'm just kidding. I'll tell you who did uh, play well last week. Former Eagles cornerback. Rasul Douglas came into this Panthers game after Dante Jackson got injured, and he was wrecking people left nice. and right to the point where our athletic uh, writer for the Panthers, Joe Person. In his, he did some type of list this week of like what to do for week two, and he said get Rasul Douglas in there as a starter. Nice. I mean, he, the guy joined the team like three days previously, and he was breaking up passes and making nice tackles and doing all sorts so, of things. So hopefully it works out well for Darius him. If Darius Slay goes down this week or if uh, Vontae Maddox goes down this week, the Eagles' backup outside cornerback will be either 
Avante Maddox, or, 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 or I'm, I'm sorry, either Craven LeBlanc, or we're assuming they're going to promote Trevor Williams. Is that right? Um, at this point, yeah. So, or Whoa, I mean, or in, or Nikel Roby yeah, Coleman. Yeah, I, I mean, right. the Eagles only have four corners on 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 their roster. Point being, they could use Russell Douglas on this team right now. Um, but yeah, right. so that uh, defense. I mean, I mean, that's what sticks out is is uh, Jalen Ramsey, Aaron Donald. Uh, it's fairly obvious to say, um, but. Yeah, I mean they they look good last week. Staley uh, is a good is an interesting story coming from the Bears, um, but there's not really a large sample size of how his defense looks. Peck nest migrate from Ryan in the comments. Carson Wentz's flaws: holding on to the ball too long, taking unnecessary hits, and random inaccuracy on seven yard passes. Uh, so I would. Wait, so if I'm migrating it, it's like what I want to get rid of, not like... Okay. Yeah, let's do what your ideal... Yeah, not what we think is going to happen, but what's what your were the, ideal... What were the three? It is uh, holding on to the ball too long. Yeah. And we should probably throw... Fun- let's make that fumbles also, because okay. I think that goes hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, two, taking unnecessary hits, which okay. is a little bit different. And three is random inaccuracy on seven-yard so passes. So I will, I will peck holding the ball on... Uh, I will peck holding the ball too long... Because there are times when you do that and a great play can happen. Um, I will nest the random inaccuracies on the seven-yard passes because uh, you'll just live with those, you know, and, and, and you'll get the good part. And I'll definitely migrate the unnecessary hits because that's what ultimately gets you injured. If I'm using the migrate would... correct term, right? Yeah, no, you got it. I um... think that's right. I think I might peck the unnecessary hits. Get me like you know, you can take you take one one a game or something like that. That could ruin your season. That could knock him out for a long time. Yeah, but 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 also so could holding the ball. Like he can also get hit in the pocket sure. holding the ball. Uh, so sure. I would I would migrate those and then I guess nest the random. I think the point you made the other day, Shield. It's uh, you got to get rid of one of those two. You either got to hit the layups or you got to stop holding onto the ball. Yeah, I mean, just looking at it sort of realistically, the accuracy seems like the thing that would be most unlikely to all of a sudden change. Right. You know, in year five, I don't know that maybe there is. This would be kind of a fun thing to look into. I don't know that there would be an example of a guy all of a sudden uh, becoming very accurate at this stage in his career on those short and intermediate passes. So uh, I think I agree. I agree with Zach's take there. All right, let's hear from uh, let's hear from another sponsor, courtesy of our uh, our buddy Shield. This is the Athletic Shield Kapadia here to tell you about Liquid IV. Nobody likes to feel dehydrated. Maybe you get a little bit of a headache, dry mouth. You just don't feel like yourself. But believe it or not, dehydration still occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Maybe you use it after a really intense workout. Maybe you went out socially distanced with friends and had a couple extra beers the night before. That's where Liquid IV comes in. It is healthier than those sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Plus, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Liquid IV is donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. 
That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. All right, let's get into the Owl You Know draft. Players uh, on offense and defense who we will be talking about if the Eagles win or lose. Zach, why don't you kick us off? Sure. So Eagles win. I think we'll be talking about Lane Johnson for the reasons I, I, I mentioned before, and that's that's not the, the that's not the knock Jack Driscoll, but I think Lane Johnson back in the lineup stabilizes the offensive line. Maybe they get the run game going a little more. Uh, I I think, and that's a great stat to cite too. So if they win this game, you can say just look at that disparity when Lane Johnson's in the lineup versus he's out of the lineup. Uh, Sheila, you want to go next, or you want me to go? Uh, go ahead. Uh, I'll take an easy one, and uh, I think that's if the Eagles lose this game. I mean, there's a good chance that there's like several viral video-worthy plays of Aaron Donald just dominating Nate Herbig. Um, and I know he doesn't always line up on that side, but I would be surprised if they're not trying to exploit that matchup. So uh, I think there's a chance we could be we could be talking about nasty Nate. Nasty Nate. Okay. There you go. Uh, let's see. Who do I want to choose for this win on offense? Hmm. Obviously, I've given this no uh, no thought before the past five seconds. I will go with uh, – how about I go with the Zach Ertz? Bounces back mm. from last week. I don't think those Rams, those Rams linebackers are unproven if they're playing a lot of, uh, you know, split safety looks, the middle of the field there uh, in between those two can be open maybe they overcorrect and say man we threw it downfield way too much last game let's get the ball out of Wentz's hands and uh, go back to these six yard completions and so I will say uh, Zach Ertz says slow down on your Dallas Goddard hype Uh, I am still here and I had uh, nine catches for 96 yards and two touchdowns and uh, give me my money I'm going into Doug Peterson's office I'm telling him I will continue to play tight end now give me my money okay you get to go again Oh, wonderful. Uh, all right, I'll take the other layup on the uh, on the if they lose on offense and just take Isaac Sayamalu. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> really, who knows where Aaron Donald's going to be? And yeah. they and it's we not like they shit? just line him up and he plays. I mean, they had some stunts and uh, different fronts last week that were that were certainly interesting. And so if uh, if if Aaron Donald's going to be all over the place, I think uh, he could certainly wreck Isaac Sayamalu a little bit. We're back. Yes, and we're back. Okay, yeah. okay. okay. We're back. Bo still looks frozen to me. Is Bo back? No, that that was scared me. <laughs> oh, are we on? Are we live? We're yeah, we're still going. Okay, live Bo, podcasting, uh, everybody. Yeah, Bo, there we go. Bo's having Bo. some issues. He messed all right. Right before, I think that might have been caused by Bo, but um, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, I, was, like, I like that. Throw him <laughs> under the bus there. Yeah, he's, all right. He's Z- not Zach, in here, quick, so it's okay. This, yeah, this is like when a team uh, is not ready with his draft pick, <laughs> yeah. and you can jump up. The clock hits zero, so uh, you get to go here. I, I just took Sayamalu. You just took Sayamalu. So in, uh, so yeah. I, I will go Eagles, uh, offense lose. And you guys took, took both the guards. I'm going to go Jason Peters um, because perhaps, you know, he, he did not play well last week. If it's two weeks in a row, then I think the story's going to be, well, well maybe this is why they did not want to back at, at left tackle. Uh, so very interested to watch Jason Peters this week. Two old guy left tackles. Mm-hmm. The Rams starting Andrew Whitworth, who I believe is 38, 37. They're, 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 they, I remember doing the – 
free agent list there in uh, in the early offseason and looking at these two guys and who's going to sign. They'll be 39 in December. 39 in December, man. And he got a he nice did. contract. He, he did not settle yeah. for a Jason Peters contract. He, got he a didn't nice have to knock on the coach's office the and, and say, you know, playing <laughs> <Yeah>. left tackle. <laughs> All right, you get to go again. Uh, yeah, uh, here, well, comes, here comes Bo. Quick, get it in. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, we dead. pulled we pulled a we pulled a draft night when the clock gets down to zero on one team and the other team hurries up and gets their pick. So Zach just took Jason Peters. But you Eagles, took an Eagles loss, uh, so. lose. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he was yes. being nice okay. to you. So you get to go now. That's fair. Uh I will take um I will take uh Jalen Rager Ooh, like if the Eagles one. win on offense. Um, and I think one thing that jumped out to me when I was watching the, the game was, I mean, I know that we, we had talked about the, the snap counts and that, you know, Deshaun and Rager didn't play a ton, but like, uh, it was, the package was basically for the most part, Deshaun mm-hmm. and Hightower on the field together. And then rate Rager with Arthega Whiteside and, or oh, Greg Ward. There weren't a ton, there weren't a ton of snaps of Rager and Deshaun together. I think we will see more of that as. Uh, maybe they pull the reins off to Sean and let Rager play a little bit more. And uh, I think there's a chance that Rager gets uh, maybe a deep shot. And I also, I think there's a good chance we see something we didn't see against Washington. And that is, uh, you know, getting the ball in Rager's hands close to the line of scrimmage and seeing if he can make a play uh, on the uh, So if, if, if Eagles win and look, this, this might be on, on brand here, uh, but I'm going to say Malik Jackson. Uh, he, he's got mm. a, what you would call a spicy matchup sure. against Joseph Noteloom, third-year player from TCU. Yeah. yeah, I don't know how many people would call that spicy, but I like <laughs> that you do. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's leading like the Fox promo <laughs> this week. Malik Jackson versus <laughs> Joseph Noteloom. Sunday, well, 1 o'clock. Matchup. I was trying to use your vernacular, uh, but I, I suppose okay. I, I used it incorrectly. Uh, so, yeah, so I think Malik Jackson – who looked good last week playing 70-plus percent of the snaps. Um, I don't know Hargrave's status yet, but even let's say Hargrave does play, then I can't imagine Hargrave's going to take that many snaps. If Hargrave doesn't play, then he's probably not far from returning. And if Jackson has a good game, the discussion's going to be, well, they, I mean, they can't take this guy off the field, so they're going to have to find a way to play him. So uh, I think Malik Jackson would be a discussion point. Okay. Okay. Uh, give me, uh, you know what? I'll go the flip side here and I'll say, you know, we've been, I've been, I've been uh, asking for him to make a play and, uh, this could be a chance for Fletcher Cox to, uh, say, you know, Aaron Donald's over there. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm close to the conversation. I'm the second best interior guy in the league. He hasn't played like it over the past 12 months, but uh, a big game from Fletcher Cox would certainly help the Eagles. So. Uh, give me Fletcher Cox. All right, since you guys took those guys, I will take the. Uh, I will go to the secondary. And how about uh, what does he want to be called? Big, Big play. play? Yep. Or Slay. You can he doesn't want to be called his first, first name. Or just Slay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. I feel like we could have done a whole episode on that. I think that you guys mentioned that maybe in an episode I was gone, and I was thinking, <laughs> wait, what? He he doesn't. He can't. You can't call him by his first name yeah. as a reporter. That seems a little a uh, strange to me. But uh, yeah, nor. Oh, as yeah, a team, he doesn't want anyone okay. calling him Darius. All right. So maybe like uh, Robert Woods is going to line up against him and be like, what do you got, Darius? You know, really getting his head I was, there. I was, yeah, uh, I was really get under his skin, yeah. Uh, but I was thinking like there's yeah. some people on this podcast who you don't want to be called by their 
first name, right? Am, am I calling? Oh, wow. I just, I saw the, the name change down in the, in, in, in the right corner. Um, what? Yeah. Okay. Well, now that is what we would call oh, spicy. No, no, no. I yeah, didn't mean that, that in a bad way. Call... I, I hope I'm not. It's okay, Zachary. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I genuinely didn't mean that in a bad way. I just saw the name. That's funny. Uh, I, I would, uh, I'll go with Darius Slay. Played really well in game one. Jared Goff can be had. You know, the Eagles, their justification for trading for him was that if this guy's got ball, ball skills, he's going to be able to get the ball back for our offense. He's going to help us in the turnover category. And so maybe they test him. Maybe he comes up with a, uh, with a big pick of Jared Goff that kind of swings the game and, uh, you know, has, uh, has Howie flexing about that trade that he made in the offseason. And then if they lose, I think you have to look at the linebackers here. I mean, this is what like the the McVay, the Shanahan's, these schemes, they try to mess with your eyes as linebackers, whether it's play actions or motions or whatever the case may be. They try to really fool you and they can really mess with those second level defenders. And so I could pick any linebacker, but I guess I might as well go with the guy who's going to be on the field the most. And that would be uh, Nate Gary. So, I mean, I don't know that there's going to be, you're going to be leading the post game pot with Nate Gary, but maybe there are some key plays where he gets sucked up in play action. They throw it behind him and it is just happening all day to the point where it's a huge issue. Ah, of course, our old friend Hugh Jishu. Um, I am going to uh, follow suit there, and uh, you took one of the two guys I was thinking of, and because of all the reasons you said, I am going to go with Duke Riley, who uh, mm-hmm. I think you know. I think the Eagles are going to be playing more nickel than base, and I think it's probably going to be Riley on the field more than T.J. Edwards. And uh, Duke Riley is not the most disciplined of linebackers. I think there's a chance that he gets uh, out of position on a few big plays. Uh, so I am I am up here. If the Eagles lose on defense, I'm going to go Derek. Close us out. I'm going to go Derek Barnett, um, and he really hasn't practiced much uh, this whole off season or, or this whole summer. This week was his first week when he was a full participant in in, in practice. Eagles are expecting much from him. Uh, I, th- I think the Rams' best offensive lineman is Andrew Whitworth. Is that fair to say? Uh, so yeah, has had yeah, penalties, so, but overall so is their best. That's not an easy matchup for Barnett. And I think that if, if he's quiet this week and, and and they lose the game, a big story is 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 they need more help with the edge uh, uh, with the edge rushers. So I, I will go Derek Barnett. It's too bad he didn't play. Andrew Whitworth never played for the Eagles. Is we would have been Andrew Wiz Whitworth. Oh, I like that. There you go. Uh, all right. Before we get to the uh, Crystal Bald Eagle, a, a few questions from uh, the other night. Or do you have any uh, YouTube questions we need to get to, Shield? Let's see here. Uh, Shield looks ready to headline DJ 90s hip hop throwback night. Zeberm ready for a CNBC hit to talk markets all day. Not really a question, but a pretty good, uh, pretty good comment there. Let's see. A lot of talk about Troy Aikman. People did not like his uh, his commentary last night. Still going with uh, with Aikman here. Zeberm is looking through the window at Bo Sheel and Coach Flynn's Christmas yeah, dinner. Zach wasn't invited. Uh, Coach, Coach, that's good. Coach Flynn says, he says, invite ZB right now. He's, he's all in on it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, someone, someone said, thank you, Zach. I thought the same thing about the text thread. So, wow, there you go. I'm okay uh, not being on it. The I intro just thought it was funny that, that Bo brought it up in two episodes. <laughs> For, First it was the intro, and now they're not adding him to the uh, to the group chat, uh, someone says. A lot of, a lot of talk about 
this year. All right, I don't think I have a lot of questions here. If you want to go, okay. Bo, I can. Yeah, we uh, actually don't. We I don't have a ton because we've we've talked about a bunch of these um, topics over the past couple episodes. But uh, Nate Todd wants to know: Zach, will Zach be purchasing a Peloton so he can continue his bike training in the winter months? Let's. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be continuing bike riding in the winter months. Yes. Let's go on the next up. Next. Um, and a, an important question from Noah uh, Sheil. Frank Reich's Colts have never won a game in Jacksonville. My question is, when you rank them ahead of the Eagles in your power rankings, despite their objectively more humiliating loss to an even worse opponent, were you simply trying to generate content for the podcast? Oh, that was, that was an easily predictable loss. I, if he would have checked out the uh, the picks column in week one, I, I had the Jags covering that easily. Okay, there you go. Yeah, uh, bores me. You, you bore me, Noah. This is why you're nobody's favorite becker. Uh, Brent wants to know best pasta shape and, uh, Ross drops in, dare I say a pasta draft. And I think that is the way that we need to approach that. So we will, uh, we will hold on to that for a later episode. No, I'm just, I want to give my favorite pasta shape and you're going to uh, give away your draft board. Yeah. Cause I'm not doing a pasta draft. And so, uh, I would say, uh, I like a rigatoni, you know, I like a nice, nice fat rigatoni is nice. For I me. like a ravioli. I like disagree. It, what the, when the, Ooh. Uh, well, I feel like stuff yeah. has okay. to be a different, that's a different not category. In, well, not if we were doing a pasta draft. I actually, do, if you're, t- you're talking best pasta shape, I mean, uh, I think, you know, like a, like a linguine or a spaghetti hits a little different. But if you're giving me the most versatile, I actually, I actually agree that it is the rigatoni. Mm. What do you think, me Marissa? Too. Yeah. I was going to say, Maria, Marissa, my gluten free rigatoni is not the same, though. So mm. <laughs> I haven't had the good stuff in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, last got? question from uh, Art How did Jordan Mailata look out there? I actually thought he wasn't terrible. Yeah, I think that's a fair way of saying it, it wasn't terrible. I thought Driscoll was better, but I, th- I, I, I didn't think he was bad. My, yeah, it wasn't an, an yeah. abject disaster that you yeah. might have been afraid would happen. Uh, actually, one more for Shield. Um, Nikki QB Factory wants to know Shields' top vegetarian slash vegan restaurants around Seattle or Olympia, if he has any. I, I'm not someone who frequents like mm. I don't go to the just ve- except for I'll, I'll give a shout out to Hip City Veg in uh, in Philadelphia, which I do enjoy very much. But I don't like search vegetarian restaurants, and I found that in in Seattle and in Philadelphia, pretty much any restaurant you go to will have a uh, will have a vegetarian option. So. I don't have a great answer for that one. I apologize. All right, let's get to the Crystal Ball Deagle, our predictions for Sunday's game. Sheil, your your predictions are already public knowledge, so why don't you lead us off? That's right. You know, I I was really trying to guard against recency bias here, and I think there's a scenario where the Eagles come out. They've had success against Sean McVay before. Doug Peterson has outcoached him. Jim Schwartz has had sort of a beat at times on that offense and so I was trying to guard against recency bias and I was trying to think of my thoughts coming into the season and that was that the Rams I thought were an overrated team that were not going to make the playoffs and we're going to go under their uh, over under and so I don't want to read too much into their week one win over the Cowboys I don't want to read too much into the Eagles loss against Washington and so I am picking the Eagles in this game. I think it's going to be an uncomfortable game. I think there will certainly be some bad moments involving Aaron Donald that we have uh, that we have alluded to here earlier. I think it's going to be a bit choppy, but I think there are going to be ways to exploit that defense. I think they're going to be able to stop the run just fine, and I think their defensive line should have an advantage. So 
I was trying to decide if I think it's going to be an Eagles game winning field goal, but I think it's going to be a Rams game. Uh, Ooh, a missed Sam field Slocum, goal. right? Yeah. Is that their the kicker? Slam, Sam Slocum. Yeah. Yeah. He, he missed call. a 29 yarder last week. Uh, we know Sean McVay is not great in terms of clock management. I could see mm. them driving. He gets a little conservative. They settle for like a 41-yarder when they had a chance to maybe run another play and get closer. And uh, Sloman misses the field goal. Eagles escape 24-23. Okay. Uh, Zach, you want to go? Or you want people, me to go? by the way, people uh, are just loved. They they're calling Marissa Savage for. <laughs> I don't even know. I think this was for earlier when she was saying, "Why didn't you ask me to play this clip?" But uh, people really. Oh no! I think it, that I think it was when she uh, when she said we didn't include Zach on whatever it was we were talking about. Oh, okay. Maybe it was that one. Uh, is my mic okay? Can you guys hear me? Okay. A little bit different. Ooh. We can yeah, hear you. It definitely it's, changed your headphones. Yeah. It's the end. We can uh, hear you. Okay. Well, yeah. Just make it harder for Marissa. That's fine. Um, I messaged yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's okay. why I, I I brought it up here. It's harder when you do the live podcast. Um, here, I'm, I'll pull the mic up. Is this better? Okay. <laughs> You're yelling at us. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think similar to what, to what Shield said. Don't want to overreact to week one. Think in week two there's often either regression to the mean or, or, or progression to the mean. And uh, curious to see. I think this is a, a game the Eagles need. I mean, they have Cincinnati next week, but you don't want to fall to 0-2. Um, so I'm, this, this line has, has been really weird. Eagles open favorites, uh, jumps to the Rams side. Now it's back on the Eagles side. So I don't really know where the money's going. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of going both directions. Uh, but I'm, I'm going Eagles in a close Follow game. the money, huh? I'm going Eagles in a close game, 24-23. And we'll see what happens here. Same score. Oh, okay. Wow. You I'm sorry. Wow. I was I was messaging Marissa when you gave your score. I only heard the first part. So oh, I'm, I'm yeah. going to go. 20, I'm going to go 24-21. Okay. Um, I don't really. I don't. I, I don't have a great feeling for how I feel about this game. Um, I, this is a live prediction. I don't even know where it's going to end up. But um, I think you guys are right that you you have to take what you saw in week one as a grain of salt. I certainly expect Carson Wentz to be better in this game. I expect Doug Peterson to have a better game plan. Um, I expect the offensive line to be a little bit better. Now, of course, it wasn't all in the offensive line against uh, Washington. But, I mean, you're still talking about Aaron Donald against this interior that uh, is not great. And you talk about regression to the mean. Like I don't think I, I think it's I think it's less likely that the Eagles have some great plan against Aaron Donald uh, to keep him sackless than it is that uh, they got lucky a couple times and they had Brandon Brooks. So uh, I think Aaron Donald is going to have a big game here. And uh, on the other side of the ball, I, you know, this is going to be as this is going to be a test of the uh, the resources at linebacker, and uh, it's not great. So I'm gonna I, because you guys both picked the Eagles, I will I will pick the Rams. And I think the Eagles fall to 0-2. This is one of those games where you, you look at the uh, you know the divergence in playoff odds for the Eagles. If a win and a loss, it's like one of the biggest ones of the week. Um, they still get to play in a bad division, so we'll see. But uh, I will say the Rams win this game 26-20. Uh, to 26-20. to All right, some final comments here. Uh, some would suggest we – unlock Tony Pauline's phone to discover Sunday's game plan. So that, I thought that was a pretty good one. Someone said Doug was pissed because he just fi- found out about a text group he's not included on. Mm. Uh, Sounds about right. So, 
Both someone suggested that you followed up that question asking about Zach Ertz's contract, <laughs> which that that would have been uh, fantastic. Oh, we have it. We have a uh, a peck nest migrate for Marissa. Uh, I believe. Yeah, I spent some time in College Park, so I know what these mm, are. College Park uh, after dark. Bentleys, <laughs> Cornerstone, and Loonies. You have the peck nest <laughs> and migrate. So what do you got there? Um. I will migrate loonies, pet cornerstone, nest Bentleys. Bentleys, okay. Mm, okay. I, I, de- I definitely. I, what does Scott I de- Van Pelt always say? Let's go to Bentleys. Oh, is that his? Uh, Famous oh, term. Oh, oh, so yeah. that, okay, so that's the one you kept. I definitely was at Cornerstone. I remember. I did it right, right? I think I've been to Cornerstone. Yeah, you, yeah, you got it right. Yeah, yeah, I've been to a Cornerstone. <laughs> I remember. What's All the right, ba- There's see. like a bagel place that's uh, very, very popular on weekend mornings. Yes. What's that? Yes. Uh, ba- I forget what it's called. I've been there a couple times. Wow, I've been graduated so long. Yeah. Well, well, I found out, you know, I had celiac in, in college, mm. so yeah. didn't really, so I didn't visit the bagel place yeah. that often, yeah. uh, unfortunately. So, oh, good point here. From Somebody said, Shield said on WIP he'd go dug over Wonder Boy. So there, they're they're backing me up. Oh, see, I'm, this is, this okay. is, I've been very consistent with my, with my messaging yeah. here. Uh, would totally buy a BWF shirt that says "I know that's right." Ooh, we—I don't think we have that on there. I don't. Yeah, do I'm we? not sure we have that actually. Yeah. Yeah, that—that that would be a good one. We haven't updated from like the first four <laughs> episodes of the show, so I think a lot's happened. Uh, yeah. Happened since then. All right. I, I guess that can. Uh, that can end. Okay. Uh, well, then, in that case, that'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. We will have our post-game pod on Sunday. I think there's a an outside chance. That you know, if the Eagles win this game, maybe we'll do a maybe we'll do a, a YouTube live for the postgame pod. Oh. We'll see. No promises. Any chance but just throwing it out there. We'll okay. see. Yeah, I like to keep my options okay. open. You know? Yeah, I mean he's he's got the Sunday night game. He's no, too, no, he's, he's, too he's, good he's, for us, he's yeah. got the Sunday night game. He's got to keep focusing on too. So I get that. We'll see. Okay. Uh, okay. So for uh, for Zach and Sheila and Marissa, I'm Bo, and also you know for Doug, our good buddy, as always. We love you. Birds with friends.